0: Father, we do come before you today, this last Sunday of 2018, and God, we just come before you with all of the faith and expectation that we have. We just lay it at your feet today. God, we just lay aside every one of our wishes and desires, and we just ask that your will will be done in this next year. The 2019 will be marked by the will of God being done in our lives, in our families, in our church, in our cities. God, we say before it even begins, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in us this year as never before. Let us hear your voice clearer as never before. God, let us be quick to obey you as never before. I pray that you speak mightily through this word today. I pray that your spirit blows through this place. God, speak to every heart. Speak to every spirit, God. Awaken us to the truth of what you are doing. And we thank you for giving us ears to hear what your spirit is saying today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, as we come to the end of one year and look forward to the beginning of another, we know it's an excellent time just to pause, to reflect, take a moment, and just press in And ask for God's leading and direction for this new year. Of course, we recognize that we need to do this each and every day, right? Each and every day, we ask God for his will to seek his face every month, even to press in, to thank him for his provision and what he's been doing. But there's something about standing at the precipice of a new year. It's it's like a blank slate where we can hit the reset button, so to speak. A lot of people make New Year's resolutions, and it's like there's a whole year's worth of possibilities and hope that are just sitting right before us. Now, I don't know about you, but 2018 has proven to be one of the hardest and most challenging years uh, that I've had to walk through. Maybe 2018 was awesome for you. Uh, If so, that's awesome. Praise God. But if it wasn't, then I think you'll agree with me that I've never looked forward to a new year uh, as I have now. Now, I, I will say I have great hope and expectation for what God wants to do. I know that he's up to something good. I know even when it seems hard and dark, as we talked about, that light is always with us, that he's always working things together for our good. And he is always inviting us to come fellowship with him and lay those heavy burdens down. I know his word is true and he wants to give us a hope in a future, which I believe is one of the reasons why there's always so much hope at the beginning of each new year. It's a chance for new beginnings. As I was praying and studying and asking the Lord about what he wanted us to kind of press into and, and be expecting for this next year, I was reflecting on what we've been through personally as well as corporately this year. And as equally as I know, God's word is true when it talks about giving us a hope and a future. I also know that it's just as true that we are to rejoice when we face trials of many different kinds. Now, that's not an easy word. To receive. And it's an even harder word to apply in our daily lives. It goes against everything in the natural when we're going through tough times to not just focus on the pain that we feel in the flesh, but to choose instead to raise our vision, to choose to focus on the spiritual aspect of what is really happening, and to choose to rejoice now for something that hasn't happened yet. I think that might be one of the highest levels of faith. I mean, think about it. Even when we're faced with some of the most seemingly non-important mundane things in life that don't go the way we want, our natural reflex is usually to mumble, to murmur, to complain, to get stressed, to focus on the negative, right? It's supernatural to stop, to look past the current natural state of things and actually see things with spiritual eyes in the end. When the trial is over, after we've been refined by the fire, after we've been sifted, after we've been pruned, after we've been snapped back into alignment, once we've gone through the valley of the shadow of death, once we've been battle-tested and actually found faithful on the other side, but choose to go ahead and rejoice now anyway. That takes faith. But we know without faith, it's impossible to please God. When we go through these things, we have to look to Jesus. I love his example. It says, for the joy set before him. He endured the cross and despised the shame. It wasn't that somehow for him, the cross wasn't hard or terrible or not painful, but he had spiritual eyes to see beyond that trial and circumstance to the joy of being able to sit down at the right hand of the throne of God, the joy of being able to celebrate eternal life with all of his brothers and sisters who would believe in him. That is where we put our hope and our focus now, as I was looking at the number 19, some of the meanings from the Hebrew perspective were particularly interesting. And I think we'll see how this all kind of fits together for 2019. So 19, of course, 9 and 10 put together. So it makes sense that it would have some of these attributes together. Nine can represent judgment, but also harvest and fruitfulness. And 10 can represent divine order and completeness. I believe this combination to mean that we are completing a cycle of sowing in hardship and being harassed by the enemy and stepping into a new season of reaping the harvest and the fruitfulness in our lives in ministry. I also believe this is a time of the Lord bringing judgment upon our enemy's head, which actually leads me into our first prophetic word that we will unpack today for 2019. The tears sown in 2018 are the water that will bring forth the harvest in 2019. Now, I love this. This is actually something that Rochelle had released, I think a couple weeks ago. Uh, but it really resonated with me. And I felt very strongly, this is the place where we need to launch out from today. There is so much truth in this one statement. God never wastes anything. Now, not everything that happens to us or the things we go through are good, but God can even use these things to bring about something good in our lives. It's extremely difficult to think like this when you're in the midst of the crisis, I know. It goes against everything in the natural when things are difficult, when you're faced, face to face with disappointing results yet again, but still choose to focus on the goodness of God and praise him yeah. in the storm. is not denying reality or that things are bad. It's acknowledging there is a higher reality. Those circumstances must ultimately bow to As well. It's exercising our faith in God. We're going to look at Psalm 126, 5 through 6, as we get started today. It says, Those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow, but they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. Yeah. Now this is a powerful prophetic principle that we see repeated many times throughout scripture, but I want us to make this personal today. I want us to think about those things that brought tears to our eyes in 2018. Honestly, think about this. Maybe it was a heartbreak. Maybe it was a betrayal. Maybe it was a financial setback. Even the death of a dream or a loved one. Maybe the enemy unleashed the hounds of hell and put the squeeze on you so tight from so many angles, you honestly thought you had gotten confused with Job. But can I encourage you with something today? The enemy wouldn't be trying so hard to squeeze the life out of you if there wasn't the precious breath of God filling your lungs. He wouldn't try so hard if there wasn't a great call of God on your life. He wouldn't try so hard to get you discouraged and forfeit your harvest if you didn't have a great one coming now, can I just state something else for the record today? It is okay to cry. I cry all the time. (laughs) It's okay to express your emotions. It's okay to cry out to God and tell him how you feel. Now, the key is where is our focus? Don't let the heartbreak keep you from the harvest. Read the Psalms. David was extremely honest with God, brutally so, often, He poured out his heart and was very in touch with how he felt, but he always turned his focus back to God and away from the problem. He acknowledged the problem, processed the pain, but then gave it over to God. Don't let the tears keep you from sowing. Sow with tears streaming down your cheeks. Do the very thing you know is right, even with all of the weight and pressure bearing down on you. Trust in the Lord. He sees and he knows what we're going through better than we do it's hard to pioneer and plow it's very hard work it takes great effort and energy i want you to picture this your muscles are stretched and they ache your skin is sunburned and sore your feet might swell up and feel like lead Your sweat might even sting and blind your eyes at times, but every good farmer knows that doesn't stop you from planting your seed. You endure the hard work and agony of sowing so you can look forward with joy to the harvest that will come. You don't stop or quit just because it gets hard. Now, maybe sometimes you might need to take a break. You might need to take five. That's okay. There's a break built into every week, called the Sabbath. We've talked about that. Get refreshed with some cool water. Get in with the spirit. Let him refresh you. Ask God to give you the grace you need to finish what needs to be done. And look, you can call some friends, call some neighbors over to help you shoulder the load so you can finish strong. Focus on the end. Look forward to the fulfillment. Trust that the end result is in God's hand. And when you go out into the fields to reap the harvest, there is great joy. Some translations even stated as singing, singing for joy at the provision, shouting for joy that something hard and painful has turned into something beautiful and beneficial and bountiful to your life. That's one of the other things that's so amazing about this principle. It's multiplication. If we choose to give it to God, he can take something bad sown to him in weeping and actually bring forth a harvest of many good things back into our lives. Like one seed can produce a whole tree of fruit. It's better in the end than it was before. It doesn't make sense, and that's okay. It doesn't seem like it in the moment of sowing, but those who are mature in the Lord know That God is both a God of justice and love. He loves to execute justice and make the enemy pay for what he's done to his kids. And he loves to bless and prosper his children. We have to give it to God and keep our hearts pure and aligned to his. But when we do we know we can expect our God to turn it all around at the right time. What the enemy meant for evil, God will work it out for our good. I love the encouragement the apostle Paul gave in Galatians chapter six, verse nine. He said, don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest that you've planted is coming. So take courage. Every good seed from your life will produce a wonderful harvest. It is coming. Your tears are watering the seeds that will bring in the harvest you have been believing for. I want to declare that over you today and ask you to receive it if you believe it. The tears you've sown in 2018 will reap in joy in 2019. The enemy thought he was breaking you, but God has been remaking you. The enemy thought he was destroying you, but God has been restoring you. The enemy thought he was making you cry in defeat, but God has been using your very tears to water the seeds that will bring forth the victory. The second prophetic word I'd like for us to explore today is the open door. Now, as I was praying about this message in this upcoming year, I felt like the Lord was saying this is a season of the open door. So I pressed into this and asked, what does this mean? I felt like it's actually tied into this first word that Rochelle had. God's people have been praying and petitioning heaven for their requests as well as interceding for others. But we haven't seen the door open quite open yet. It's as if many of us have been lobbying our prayers up, but feel like maybe they've been hitting the ceiling and coming right back down. Some of us feel like we've been praying and fasting and beseeching the king faithfully, but have yet to receive a clear answer from the king's lips about what to do. Some of us have been feeling like David. We've been trying to be found faithful. We've been trying to love and obey the Lord the best we can, only to see others who don't seem to care for or regard the Lord, get blessing upon blessing upon their lives. Some of us have been left wondering, how long, Lord, until we see you move? How long until we see the desires of our heart fulfilled? Or how long until that door will be open for us? But I feel like the Lord said, I have heard every prayer And I have seen every tear your prayers have not been wasted, nor has your obedience been unnoticed for those who've been faithfully knocking and are unrelenting to the discouragement of the enemy. Get ready for the door to be opened. So let's look at Matthew seven, seven through eight for this key today. Jesus said, ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds, and to him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. Now, I strongly believe that Jesus is teaching from this verse and also teaching us through this past year the power and discipline of persistent prayer. I love this passage in the Amplified because it highlights the persistence and tenacity it takes sometimes to find the open door. The parts of God's plan that don't often make sense to us or that we don't appreciate is usually the element of his perfect timing. We want it, and we want it now, but it has to happen according to God's will and his timing. And this can take great patience, which is always one of our favorite things to walk through. Now, if we know we've heard from God about something... If we know we are believing God for an answer to prayer that is clearly written of in his scripture, we can be assured as long as the heart is right and aligned with his will, it will happen. Now, this is where this word comes in. I believe this will be a season of open doors for those who have been faithful to pray, no matter what the circumstances look like, no matter what the enemy tried to lie to you to get you discouraged or to quit. So I wanna highlight two parts from what Jesus taught right here in Matthew. Knock and keep on knocking, and to him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. Now, I wanna encourage you with this. Prayer is never a wasted exercise. God hears your prayers and they are pleasing to his ears. Your prayers have actually been filling the bowls in heaven. They've been accumulating, they've been marinating and being covered with the glory of God, awaiting for just the right time for the answer to be released, for the right door to be opened. So keep on knocking. Pound the doors with your prayers. Do not stop or quit. Stand upon this truth from scripture. If I keep on knocking, the door will be open to me. Keep on knocking until your door opens. Now, I'm gonna say this. Maybe you've been so hurt or wounded from disappointments this year that maybe you've stopped praying. Praying. Or maybe you've stopped dreaming or effectively stopped knocking on a particular door that you've been wanting to see open. But do you typically go to the front door and just answer it randomly? Do you, do you wake up in the middle of the night? Mm, you know what? I think I'm going to go check the front door right about now. No, you open the door when someone is knocking on it. And usually the more annoying and more incessant they are knocking on the door, the sooner you're gonna open it. Just like the widow in scripture, she kept bothering and harassing that judge until he gave her justice. We have to outlast the devil and resume banging on the door until it opens. Make sure everyone in the neighborhood knows if you have to, you're not going anywhere until that door is open. Be like Bartimaeus and cry out all the more until that door is opened. The other thing I wanted us to look at regarding this is actually going to be found in Revelation chapter four, verse one. And we're going to break this down a bit today. After this, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven And the first voice, which I had heard, like the sound of a war trumpet speaking with me, said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after these things. Now, I want you to notice some key things here. We have to actively look and listen. Notice the apostle John states, I looked. Okay, he was actively looking and then he was able to see the open door. Then it says, I heard, and the voice was giving him instruction. This is not a time or season to be passive or lazy with our walk with God. We have to remain steadfast and focused on what he is doing. Now, there's no shortage of distractions or things that are trying to get us off track, to tickle our fancy, or keep us from looking and actively seeking out the things of God. But we have to, we have to be still to hear the still small voice of the spirit. We have to press through and crucify the flesh like never before in this hour. So I'm saying today, no more games, no more riding the fence, no more sleepwalking through our Christian life and existence. We have to be red hot for God and tuned into his frequency and be ready to obey and do as he says. And what does he say? He says, come up here. You see, he's calling us up higher with him. We can't stay where we are and somehow grow in our walk with the Lord. We have to go up higher. We have to grow up. We have to stay prayed up. We have to stay read up on his words of truth. At any moment, he's going to say, come up here and walk through the open door, and we can't miss it. We cannot pray and pray and wait and wait and not be paying attention when that moment comes when he calls us up to go through the door. What a travesty that would be. We have to stay ready and know as we stay close and in lockstep with him, we will not miss that moment when it comes and we will walk through the open door. Also, notice one of the purposes of God calling us up higher. He wants to show us what must take place. He wants to reveal his truth to us. He wants to share his will with his servants. He wants to release the spirit of prophecy over his people. He wants to pour out his spirit in greater measure like never before. He wants to take us from glory to glory. But we have to be willing to go higher With him. We have to be willing to take the journey up the mountain to have a glory encounter with almighty God. We have to be like Moses in this season when everyone else is content to only have God from a distance, to stay in the low places, to attempt to have God on human terms, or do not have any personal relationship with him at all, we have to be willing to go up the mountain to meet with God. We have to be the ones who will be determined to draw near to God no matter what. We have to be people who are constantly moving and climbing the high places. We have to be humble and willing to have God on God's terms. And we have to never settle for anything less than a close relationship fiery love relationship with our heavenly father. I love that God is willing to come down to us and meet us where we are, but I believe there's an element of maturity when God's people are willing to go up to him and meet him where he is. Many times you have to climb up higher to get a better view. Sometimes we have to get to a higher level so that we can see clearly what is coming down the horizon. Think about it. In biblical times, when the city would actually have a watchman to watch over the city to alert them of anyone good or bad that was coming towards them. The watchmen were not positioned in a low place. They were not snuck away in some trench or valley somewhere. No, they're positioned on top of the wall, on top of a tower, so they can actually see further out what's coming. He wants to show us what we need to see, but we can only see that when we go up higher and through that open door. He is the open door, And he is calling us up higher to meet with him in his glory in this next season. The third prophetic word to press into for 2019 is simply breakthrough. We need to continue to sow and continue to knock and go through the open door when God presents it. And when we do, there will be breakthrough. So we're going to look at Micah 2.13, the first part. It says, the breaker the Messiah who opens the way shall go up before them, liberating them. I love this because breaker is actually a messianic title. It's another name ascribed to Jesus that means deliverer. He opens up the way he makes the way straight, removing obstacles as he goes before you. One commentary explains it like breaking out of prison, It's like he breaks through or bursts the gates of the prison to lead the prisoners out to freedom. The second part of Micah 2.13 says they will break through. They will pass through the gate and go out by it. Their king will pass through before them, Adonai at their head. As we follow our breaker, he will lead us into breakthrough. He truly will open that door. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. God will go before us and level the mountains. He will cut the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron to set his people free. As we follow the breaker, we will return from exile and be released from captivity. So I wanted to ask you today, where have you been feeling held back or in bondage in some way? Is there an area that you've been struggling in or believing God for for a while, but it seems like you're just stuck or you somehow keep finding yourself back in the same pit over and over? This is where to pray and press into and pray for the Lord, our breaker to come and break through in 2019. We need to ask God for an increase in the breaker anointing on our prayers in 2019 like never before. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke and we need him to go before us and break through those hard places, those stubborn places, those places where the enemy has been defiant and refusing to yield, but he must yield and he must make way for the king. He must bow the knee at the Name that is above every name. We can and must call upon God, our breaker, and pray and decree and declare his will in his name. It's time for a breakthrough. It's time to break out of that prison once and for all, but we can't do it on our own strength. We need the breaker to come. Don't just presume or guess what to do. Ask him to come and show you the way out. Ask him to break forth a path for you and lead you out into victory. Follow him so closely. You walk in his footprints and he will lead you out into victory. He will do it. That's what he does because that's who he is. He is the Lord, our breaker. And as we follow the breaker, he will lead us to freedom. He will lead us to where we need to be. He will lift us up out of the miry pit and set our feet upon the rock. Breakthrough means smashing through resistance. Breakthrough means the enemy cannot stand in our way. Breakthrough means the anointing flows with ease and sets people free. Breakthrough means there are no obstacles that can overcome us. Breakthrough means no weapon formed against us will prosper. Breakthrough means seeing the answers to the things we've been praying for come to pass before our eyes. So as we look forward to the good things the Lord has prepared for us in 2019, we also cannot be ignorant of the devil's schemes. He will still try everything he can to get us to abort our destiny and to try to sabotage God's plans for our own life. So be ready. Be prepared. Don't sow words of doubt and unbelief. Ask God to set a guard over your mouth if you have to. Sow words of great faith and trust in the name of Jesus. Don't sow to the flesh, but sow to the spirit every chance you get. Pray in the spirit at all times. Don't sit lazily by or complacent. Be fervent and zeal and keep on knocking until the door is open. Don't be distracted or undiscerning when the time for your door to be open comes. Be vigilant, be ready, and you will walk through that door. Continue to believe and cry out for the Lord, your breaker to deliver you from bondage and into your breakthrough this year. Trust in his plan, trust in his goodness, and trust in his timing. He is the Lord of the harvest. He is the open door. And he is the Lord, our breaker. We are completing the cycle of sowing in hardship and being harassed by the enemy and stepping into a new season of reaping the harvest and fruitfulness in our lives as the Lord brings judgment upon the enemy's head. We need God's people to agree with this and declare it over our lives in faith until we see it come to pass. I just wanted to declare a few things over you. Today, and then I actually wanted us all to just kind of prophesy into our next season. So I just wanted to declare these truths from Scripture. No weapon formed against you will succeed, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. The Lord will cause your enemy who rises against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way, but flee before you seven ways. And we say, Arise, Lord, in your anger. Rise up against the rage of our enemies. Awake, O God, and decree justice. So we thank you, God, that you are leading us into this next season. We call on the Lord, our breaker, to go before us, to break through, to break out, to lead us through the open door. We praise you for your revelation. We thank you for leading us by still waters as you are leading us through to break through where we need to be. Thank you for positioning in us. Thank you that we won't miss a thing. Help us to abide in the shadow of the Almighty and fellowship with you like never before. Thank you that we will not be distracted. We will not miss our moment. We will see it clearly because you have called us up higher and we are not afraid to go up higher. We might be pioneers. We may not be where other people have gone before but we are going where you are calling us to go and we are following the voice of the living God. God, and we can hear your voice and we respond. So we declare even today, we respond. We go up higher. We fellowship with you in the glory in 2019 as never before. God, I pray you transform us in your glory. God, renew us. Renew our strength, God. Renew our strength, God, for everything the enemy tried to steal from us in 2018. I thank you that your word is true. I thank you that the the has to pay back seven times what was stolen in this season, God. I thank you for the restoration. I thank you for the restitution. I thank you that you're making all things new. I thank you that you are reviving our strength. You're renewing our minds, God. I thank you that you're renewing our minds. I thank you we have the mind of Christ in this next season. God, help us to take authority and to take captive every thought, to take captive every thought. God, we are not gonna just let thoughts whiz through our mind unchecked. They cannot plant themselves into the holy soil that you have given us. God, if we have the mind of Christ, that means our mind's holy and no evil thought can dwell there. So we uproot them now before they even try to take hold. We uproot them now and say, get out in Jesus' name. We have a good harvest coming and you're not part of it. We have a good harvest coming. So we thank you, God, for your plans. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, God. We ask for your mercy, God. Even before, we don't want to take anything with us into 2019 that should not go. So God, we just, we just humble ourselves before you right now. And we say, search our hearts, search our hearts and see if there's any wicked way in us, God. And God, we just confess. Any sin, God, knowing or unknowing, God, we don't want anything to separate us from your presence. We don't want anything to separate us from your holiness, God. So we ask for your mercy and forgiveness, knowing if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just and you will forgive us. So we thank you, God, for your forgiveness. We thank you for your strength, God. I pray strength over your people right now. I speak strength. I speak courage. I speak courage and boldness like never before. God, I thank you that you have called us higher, but it takes courage sometimes. It takes courage to go up higher, God, when no one else wants to go, when everyone else is just sitting by, when no one else understands, God. Let us have the courage to stand and be counted. I thank you that you have called us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and the righteous Are as bold as a lion. So I thank you that there's some bold lions in this place. There's some bold lions listening to this, God. They're going to rise up and they're going to roar and they're going to prophesy and they're going to speak your words of truth and it's going to come to pass just as you have said. So I say, God, Give us your words of wisdom. Give us your words of knowledge, God. We want to be trees of life to encourage people. So we ask you, God, give us your words so we can lead people to you, that we can lead people to life, that we can lead people to truth and to love and to wholeness. God, I thank you for wholeness. I thank you for restoring every part of us in this year. God, not like physical bondage that you're breaking us out, but emotional bondage, spiritual bondage, maybe even physical bondages, uh, things going on in our body. But you're the Lord of it all. You created it all. So we call on you right now, God, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom on how to partner with you to restore those things in our lives so that we can be whole. So I thank you and command the peace of God upon your people, The peace, God, that we're not lacking anything, that we're whole, that we're complete as you designed us to be. God, I just feel like we just need to take a moment and just personally prophesy over our own lives in this next year. So I just want y'all just take, just take a minute and as you feel led of what you feel like God has been putting on your heart to do, uh, just press into that, just declare that, speak truth over that. Uh, just like David, sometimes you got to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you got to prophesy when you don't even feel like it. So let's just take a moment and just prophesy over our own lives for this next season, over our own futures. Thank you, God, that you are doing it according to your word. God, we thank a movie God, I thank you that you called your church to be a supernatural church. We are not just a group of people who get together and have a happy, feel-good meeting, God, but you've called us to be the church of the living God, and you're supernatural, and your church is supernatural. So God, I ask you in this next season that we see an exponential increase in the supernatural in our lives and in our church, God. I thank you that your word is true, that you have given gifts to your children, and they include... Gifts of prophecy and healing and miracles. So we expect to see them. We raise our level of faith and expectation. God, if people are sick, we expect they will be healed. They will be healed by his stripes. They will be healed in Jesus' name. So we thank you in advance for healings. We thank you in advance for miracles, for things working out that don't make any earthly sense at all. But it doesn't matter because we serve a supernatural God. As and that's what he does. So God, I just bless your people today. I speak blessing over their lives. And in this next season, I pray that it is the best that it has ever been. I pray increase that you will prosper them as their soul prospers. God, the most important thing, God, that they would have a closer relationship with you at the end of 2019 than they do right now. God, that is my prayer, that every single person listening to this will be closer to you at the end of next year than they are today, that they know that they know That they are loved by God and they know that they have been called, that they've been set apart, that they've been equipped, that they've been empowered, that they've been authorized to do everything you have called them to do. And that they are allowed to walk through the open door that you set before them. Yeah, let us say no to any other door. Let's go through the open door. That God has set before us. So we thank you, God, that you will show us. You will make it clear. You will confirm it by your Spirit. God, we bless your name. We bless your name, God. We bless your name. Amen.